Of Monday Night Hustlers. Uh, the date is January 27, 2020. And it's with great sadness that uh, we are uh, dedicating this episode to the one and only Kobe Bryant. This is episode Kobe plus 26. Shout out Kobe. Um, it's it, I think it hit a lot of people heavier than we thought it would. I'm not sure. Dan, you're not a big NBA guy. Scott, you're not a big NBA guy. No, I mean, um, I respect, I I mean, know of Kobe and what he's done for the game, so I respect, uh, I mean, everything he's done, so I understand why it's so, uh, why it's such a tragedy for people. I'm in the same boat with Scott, but yeah, I, uh, don't really, like, I'm not really sad, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I mean, it's a, it's a tragic event either way. Uh, I just feel like, you know, I grew up playing basketball. Kobe was David's favorite player. And when I talked to Dave, Dave was like physically affected by it. And, you know, it's an idol you look up to and (coughs) he's a good person. He left early and it was just, you know, it's a shitty thing, but it also at the same time helps you appreciate, you know, the everyday stuff that you have on a day to day basis and be more grateful for that. I agree. I, you know, as, as we, you know, label our episodes, you know, by Jordan you know, we do that because we're Chicago guys, and we, <clears throat> it's kind of hard talking about it, but, uh, but yeah, you know, we grew up in our prime of our years watching Kobe Bryant from grade school to high school to college to post-college professional career, and, you know, for me, at least, as a sports fan, I wanted nothing more than to watch him fail, and, you know, Kobe was that perfect villain, and, and he loved being the villain, and every time just shut my fucking mouth up as much as I try to, you know, skew things in, in Jordan's favor. And, but, you know, Kobe just transcended not only basketball, but, but life, even post basketball. Yeah, he was, he was a competitor at heart and he was a good person while doing it. He didn't, you know, hurt anybody while he was doing it. And I respect the hell, the hell out of that. Um, you know, he affected the game and after he retired he affected you know business and arts and culture and everything yeah one um, one an oscar after yeah, he retired yeah what other nba player won an oscar definitely not check no right, for no. kazam right no 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 um as weird as weird like when i first heard it it, it like made me feel like a, a new emotion that i never yeah. felt before if it feels like you're losing someone that you know personally even though they're so far away from you like in the yeah world. i mean i remember just watching him every game that I possibly could and <clears throat> just watching him with hate and just knowing that he just shut me mu- like shut my mouth up every time. Yeah. Um, and then to kind of just hear him talk afterwards, like post basketball about, you know, his, uh, not only his arts, but his, 
business ventures that like obviously we're you know us here we, we like talking about people who uh getting that entrepreneurial spirit and and getting investing and and you know he was doing that he was you know he was an uh, investor of body armor that just got uh some of its stake purchased by coca-cola so that turned into a huge investment for did, him did he get drafted out of, out of high school yeah yeah one of the first right one of the first what? one of the first like draft like that's when drafting out of high school wasn't as popular uh yeah yeah no was i mean it? like kevin garnett was drafted out of high school back okay. then um i mean that mean <clears throat> not saying college makes you a, a smart person that makes the right decisions but a lot of NBA players that go to college and fall on their face when they get through the NBA in the sky. Right, yeah. Built, he made a built, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I mean, was reading somewhere in, in the NBA just off salary, he made like $323 million and then plus endorsements would probably double or triple that. Um, so he made a good career out of it, and he did it, you know. I mean, even even if he, were, he was playing you like as an opponent, like you still had respect for him. Yeah. He wasn't that, like a yeah. shit talker, wasn't a flopper. He wasn't, well, you he was know. He was a shit talker. I mean, yeah, yeah. but not like... I mean, in a competitive way. Yeah. You know, he didn't start any drama. What right. I remember. I mean, I mean, there, there, there's multiple stories about him that, that you kind of just laugh about, like him, like in practice, just like calling his teammates out, calling him Charmin, Charmin Ultra Soft. And I, I say that <laughs> a lot. My, like, uh, I get that from him because, yeah, I, I don't just love love that saying. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the last thing Walid does is soft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except around the belly. Yeah. Throwing jabs. Throwing uh, I also read like that he, because his his Gianna, his daughter who also passed in in the accident, um, went to school at a private school, and one of the teachers that his wife was on the aircraft as well uh, passed, and he said that Kobe brought grit to a bunch of kids in private school that had no reason to have grit. Mm-hmm. So he was like instilling that kind of hustle mentality and and grit in, into like some super rich private school kids. Well, yeah. So you know he was coaching the team, so. Uh, he posted an Instagram uh, not too long ago of uh, a game, like a team picture of, of them winning a game with the scoreboard behind them. The caption was, we lost to this team last year, 22-21, and the scoreboard uh, was like 100 to like 20. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, and then someone was like, oh, you shouldn't be posting this. And, and then and then he knew like one of the girls on the other team was like, well, she shouldn't have been at dance practice and should have been in the court. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he's been talking shit to like the other little girls. So, I mean, that's just. <laughs> It's a great baby. Yeah. Um, that was just Co- Kobe just embodying uh, the villain. Well, hey, I'm sorry. I just want to interject here with about the whole grit thing. Is Previous to starting the podcast, I watched a quick little uh, Instagram video. Well, it was a video uh, or an interview uh, that he was doing. And uh, there was no actual individual question that was asked, but they kind of just generally framed how his practices are. And he – talked about how the NBA has a lot of soft players because so many of these uh, organizations, you know, want their players to take it easy in practice. They don't want them to get injured because, they, you know, they spend so right, much money on their salaries. Right, there's a lot of money. And uh, Kobe had the exact opposite approach. He said, you know, at least when we played football is, you know, our job, when we, when we were the juniors and the seniors were the starters, our job was essentially to – play as hard as we could to get them as prepared for the team that they were going to be yeah. playing on Friday. And that was essentially his approach. He's like, if you, if he's like, if, if practice isn't harder than the game, then we're not doing practice. Right. right like, yeah. You know, you, you can bitch and moan about it all you want, but when game seven of the finals is there, uh, yeah, those hard practices, what's going to get you the W or get yeah. you the title. 
So he would I appreciate that. Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, his his workout regimen was he'd wake up, work out, condition for two to three hours, take his kids to school, get on the helicopter to uh, to the gymnasium, take eight, make a hundred shots, mm-hmm. and then do his recovery, and then play another, and then play a basketball game. Crazy every day, yeah. every day. Uh, I mean, we, and that kind of mentality translated into other his his next endeavors. You know, so that's why. He like yeah, define hard like, work. Yeah. Like we, we, we like to think we, we put in hard at a hard day's work. Kobe Bryant like embodied that. Like he mastered hard work. Yeah, I mean now we're in a culture of like, oh, you get burnt out, don't mm. work too hard, you know, you gotta take care of your mind. But if you have that kind of mentality and you're just grinding all the time and working hard and you do take care of your mind by doing things like that. Yeah. You know, I think people can learn a lot from that. Right. <clears throat> I mean I mean it all sounds challenging, but don't get me wrong, I'd rather be a at a basketball court trying to make 800 shots sometimes then yeah i mean true. just to get there you've got to no gotta put yeah, the work yeah, in. yeah for sure i'm not saying it's easy but but he also talks about like oh uh, you know there's other interviews of him you know post post basketball like in his new business where he um you know talks about the people he wants to hire uh and it's like the number one quality he looks for like in a human being is like the curiosity like are they curious to do new things, learn new things, explore new things. And, you know, he's like, I don't care if you're here for 15 to 18 hours a day and you get your shit done or if you're never here and you, and you get your shit done. He's like, he's like, as long as you have that mind, you're that you're open-minded and, and you know, the results will speak for themselves. Uh, I, I think, yeah, regardless of if you put a, you know, however many hours in or not that many hours in, you know, as if, if you, you got to do what it to prepare to, you know, to put out the best product possible. Yeah. Higher on character. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Hashtag higher on character. Exactly. And yeah. curiosity. And curiosity. Should ask that question on your your, your next How interviews. curious are you? Yeah. Do you know what's behind this door? Do you <laughs> care? <laughs> are you open-minded? <laughs> are you open-minded? Yeah. Um, I mean, respect goes out uh, to Kobe's career, his life, and, you know, and all prayers affected, and, yeah. and, and uh, well wishes go out to everyone that's affected by it. Definitely. Um will definitely be missed but yeah uh shout out kobe uh episode kobe plus 26 now let's uh start talking about what what's in the news while lead yeah so um first i want to say uh boys i'm gonna just say it it's our kind of our one-year anniversary we uh kind we, of we we launched our first podcast january 31st 2019 today's january 27th 2019 so friday will be officially a year of doing this podcast so I just want to. You didn't bring the champagne. No, sorry. We only <laughs> missed two weeks, and <coughs> it's pretty good. In a year, did yeah. we? We missed two. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're on episode fifty. Oh yeah, that's good math. So, yeah. I mean, <laughs> from good math. from you guys being in Arkansas, from I yeah. think Scott and I, I did an episode, w- or we, him and I, we did an episode when I was in Omaha for work, and we did yeah. like a short episode. And and I think we only missed the two like recently during the holidays. Yeah, one was the airport fiasco, and then the second one was late in the year, right? I don't know. I think it was like the second week because I, if you remember, I got my phone pickpocketed, so we didn't have. Oh program. yeah. Oh yeah. We did not have the capabilities. Um. Okay. And there's still a lost episode somewhere, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lost episode somewhere. Episode nine is is uh hasn't been hasn't been released yet. No, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, there's yeah. a lost episode somewhere. Yeah. I forget. Is it we couldn't upload it or? Uh, episode, yeah, episode nine. <laughs> uh, 
Um, could have been. Do you have that somewhere? Is that a serious question? Yeah. It's lost. It's lost. It's lost. Okay. The hard drive. Hard drive. Up. <laughs> Epi- episode nine. I'll, I'll, that was I'll our best recover. episode. Let's see what yeah. from the archives. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, just wanted to shout that out. Shout out to you guys. Shout out to everyone listening uh, who, who's been with us since episode one. It's been it's been a fun and um, it's been a fun and um, you know valuable experience over the last fifty episodes. I feel. Like, you know, not only have we, you know, learned how to use podcast equipment, but we've learned more about each other. We've talked more about um, all the different things that are going on in our life. Like We have you know, better sound quality. We do have better sound quality. And, you know, Waleed, if it wasn't for this, like, we wouldn't be hanging out as much. Um, you know, Dan would have been, you know, working and hanging out here during the uh, Mondays. But now he's here every Monday no matter what because we got to make the podcast. And Scott's continuing to build and get inspired through all the different things that we do here and you know always inspired always inspired curious and i find it very therapeutic coming here yeah it's great um i think we need to continue this until our into into our old age i agree yeah i agree <laughs> into, into old age <laughs> into our old age yeah i mean i wouldn't mind this is uh, podcast number 4738 when we're like 60 or something yeah i know you do the math do you even live four thousand weeks in a row? Or in, in a row, in a row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he lived. He lived four thousand weeks, but he had a, a couple uh, weeks that he didn't live in yeah. between. That's, that's a long life. Not, Is it? Well, I know it's but like twenty nine thousand. No, no, that's seventy six years. Seventy seven years. Yeah. Four thousand weeks. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, we, we started in our thirties. A hundred. Yeah. We can make it by the time. I think the average human lives like twenty nine thousand days. Well, that's really? another. Twenty nine thousand divided by three sixty five. It's like seventy two. I use seventy two or something like that. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah, twenty nine thousand. It's like eighty is just too old. I mean, it depends on how you lived your first seventy nine. True. Yeah, I mean, if you got mostly everybody still around you, and you're not, you know, bedridden and using tubes to keep you alive. Yeah. I, I personally, I think about getting old, and it's I see it all the time, and it's I don't say it's terrifying, but it's just definitely something i'm not looking forward to really like after 50 after 50 when you know it takes you 45 seconds just to start pissing because your prostate's <laughs> <are hard>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm ready to kind of go out at that no <laughs> really 50 something wow. yeah. i don't think 50 is that old anymore yeah, yeah. man to be reincarnated 50 is a new 30 for sure yeah okay mm. well um, do you think back in the day when the life expectancy was like 35 or 40, people were much appreciative of the, much more appreciative appreciative of their early years? Do you think they lived faster, like they made those life decisions yeah, sooner? Yeah, used to get married at 13. Yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. Yep. And try not to get eaten by tigers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> Every way, yeah. moment where you weren't yeah getting and malaria and get eaten by tigers. Was there a huge tiger problem crazy. back then? Well, no, I mean, you just in didn't general. have... I mean, when was the last time the life, t- well, life expectancy at 35, 40, maybe, maybe 1700, 1600s? Before Christ. Is it BC? I mean, well, yeah, Jesus. what's that? What was the like acceleration of life expectancy? Because expectancy? I think if we look medicine? at that on a chart. Probably the cure, like, cure for polio. The polio cure. Yeah. And just like modern medicine where like the life expectancy shot. They're, they're, uh, 
the invention of soap, I think, was a huge one. Really? Soap. No mm-hmm. shit. Scott, don't you make your own soap? I do. He saves lives in multiple ways. Yeah, I have the bacterial lives that live on my yeah, skin. Yeah, Skyrim needs to be 100 then. I mean, what, like seven, right. 70, 80 years ago, you'd just be like, oh, my stomach hurts, and then drop the three months later. Yeah. It's like, oh, that was a tumor. Pretty much. <laughs> now now it's like, oh, you have a tumor inside you. Let's cut you open. It's like you have food poisoning. You're like, oh, we got to cut you wide open. Yeah. That's the doctors back then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'll give you a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you know, there's a uh, – I don't know which – program it was on i think it was showtime or stars they had a a show called the nick and it was based on the uh, hospital in new york called the knickerbocker that was uh notorious i think it was the turn of the 20th century was notorious for uh new surgical techniques and kind of uh medical procedures uh the progress of medical procedures and I don't know how true to life it was, but Clive Owen is the main character, in it. and they they show how a lot of these people had to go undergo surgery without uh, uh, painkillers, and and uh, I mean just yeah, that just like put, your body put, going put through the shock. Stick yeah. in your mouth, and, or uh, they would dope them up with cocaine or heroin, and uh, you know yeah. just it's like we're we're gonna dull oh, the pain. We're not gonna get that, rid of it though. Yeah, and yeah, I mean they didn't they never wore gloves. I mean it was. They smoked until like the seventies in hospitals too. So I just looked airplanes. Up. Can you? My parents are on airplanes. airplanes. Yeah, airplanes. I think that was not illegal until like two thousand and like four. Oh, like fully legal. You could smoke in the back it, of the airplane, like the smoking section uh, in the back of the airplane. I think, I think I remember, like I took a flight where there's still an ashtray in one of the seat thingies. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, get off that plane. If you seen it, yeah, say if you seen ashtray in a plane, get, get off, off that, that plane. fucking plane. Oh, sorry, sir. I've got a. There's an ashtray. I need to get off. It's crazy. But I, I looked up the uh, life expectancy over the years, and in the ni- 1950 to 1955, the global life expectancy was 57 years old. Today. It's at, you know, 70 years old or just under 70 years old. That's global. In Africa, the life expectancy in 1950s was under 40 years old, which is crazy. And in the U.S. in the 1950s, it was just, just under 70 years old. In the U.S. now, um, it's right around 80 years old. Yeah, yeah it's crazy how much different that, the different I mean, con- continents and countries. It's grown like a decade in the last two decades. Yeah. So... Are we on that same trajectory? In, in the next fifty years, will people be living to one hundred twenty? If the government lets the stem cells loose, it'll happen. Yeah. I'm telling you, if 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 the government doesn't get in the way, or I don't say that they get in the way, but if if things are done right and the science is allowed to progress as it's supposed to, or is the knowledge that we have, we'll like be the first generation or the second generation that could live forever. We should all take a trip to Europe and just get stem cells in us. Can't not in Europe. You have to go to Panama. Oh really? No, no, you can go to Europe and get that done too. Yeah, or like but there's limited. London? I mean, yeah. Okay. I think. But yeah, actually, um, this was back when I was in college. I was taking an agriculture class, and we focused on Russia a lot because the uh, the professor had was involved in some program where they regularly went to Russia, and at the time, this was probably what two thousand eight, two thousand nine. The life expectancy of Russian men was mid forties. Really? And he said, "Can you guys guess why?" Uh, Cold War. Vodka. Vodka. Was it vodka? vodka? Alcoholism. Really? Yeah. The women lived the average life expectancy of a Russian woman's like seventy five, and the men is literally just half that because yeah, they're just heart. So much vodka. <laughs> Alcoholics. 
So I'm listening to that Malcolm Gladwell book, Outliers, the one that you you started reading. I'm a few chapters in. Shout out Kent. Shout out Kent. Um, and he was talking about this one area, this one town in like Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to this part yet? No. That um has almost the opposite <laughs> effect or the opposite statistics of uh, heart disease in the rest of the country. Like almost nobody in this little town has heart disease, which is crazy unnatural. And they try to figure out why. And they just checked other towns in the area. They checked people's genetics. They checked uh, just what they were were eating. They just checked what they were all eating and stuff. And they were all from the same region in Italy where they like moved and migrated here. So they like even checked that region in Italy to see if there was something there that was like, like what's this outlier essentially Mm. of like people not having heart disease. And they couldn't figure anything out except for the fact that when you went to this town, everyone was really friendly with each other. Everyone was like, you know, uh, neighbors knew each other and they weren't like fighting against each other. And they were just like very, you know, interconnected as a community. And their heart disease numbers were just way below the national average and were like outliers. So I, trying to figure I it honor out. that neighbor. That's yeah. What we so should just, do to live I mean, like, life. I feel like it's not just it's not just like the data. It's the data. It's like how you live your life and mm-hmm. how you're whether you're positive or not. And things like that all comes into like your health and biology. That's crazy. Yeah, so um, about that book, so Kent recommended that, and I somehow ended up buying the wrong Malcolm Gladwell book. What, what Talking to Strangers. It's still a good book. You should listen to that one. Too. Yeah. And there's another one called Malca, or uh, David and Goliath. You should listen to okay. that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I, will, I will get to it. Obviously, with the, uh, the events happening yesterday, I was just honed in on ESPN2 all, all day, so uh, that, that's definitely on the list to be listening, that I'll be listening to. Um, but... Moving on to that, it's a, that's a good segue into uh, this new uh, new stat about Americans. Um, in 2019, Americans chose books over movies. So, no way. Yes. So in 2019, Americans uh, took around ten and a half trips to the library, uh, more so than uh, going to the movies, and that is uh, primarily driven by young adults. From low-income areas. Are you sure it's not just people going to the library to watch YouTube videos on the computers? Yeah, I was about so. to say I read a similar thing. They said that's been a historical norm forever. Really? In low-income? Low, low no, just going to the library is the most um, universally uh, common activity that Americans participate in. Yeah. I didn't, that's Which Dan, Dan I found to be I, hard I thought they'd to be believe because, I mean, the last time I was in a library was a decade ago. Yeah, can't hear school. me? There's just too much talking. Oh, I said you, you've been going to the library. Or like, not a lot, um, but fucking nerd. Fuck I man. wish I went there to go read books, but I just go there to work. Yeah. <laughs> wrong with that? Yeah. It's funny you say that because the other day I realized how much YouTube and TV I watch, like, on the weekends. <coughs> like, I would, like, sit, do work on the couch, watch TV, just watch TV. And you know the circle? The circle? I watched the entire series. You got addicted? And uh, the background while I was doing work over here. Yeah, oh I, I finished it. Did. I finished it. I came it. home and he was watching and he's just like, this is a fucking terrible show. So I had it's it crazy, on, right? I had it on, I, so I had it on my second screen. I was watching it and it just kept sucking me in. And then I started watching it like on my phone. And I was like, holy crap, I'm like addicted to this show. And the show is too. And like at like three times during an episode, I would just laugh at myself for watching this. Like, oh my God, why am I watching this? But I kept watching it. And then um, this weekend, I was like, I'm watching a lot of like stuff on Netflix, Hulu, whatever it is, and just TV in general. I need to stop and like replace that with something else. So like this weekend, like after Saturday, I told myself I wasn't going to watch 
uh, TV for a while, and I'm just kind of like listening to Audible. So that's why I got through this Malcolm Gladwell book so quickly. Are you going to finish it? uh, I'm like halfway through, or like a a fourth of the way through. Do you want to talk about the circle at all, or that's it? I mean, we we can give we can give them more publicity, but I think they've got enough. It's just a very very um, interesting social experiment. I, t- I talked to yeah. Rachel about it, and then she, the other night she's like, "Oh, you want to watch that?" I'm like, "Nope." Yeah, don't watch it. It's 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 a waste of your time. Yeah. Um, if you're like sitting there watching, if you want something mindless, and this actually worked, like it helped me focus on what I was doing more because it was just like such weird banter, and like you would look back for the alerts, like, "Oh, here's another thing," and you go back. To I watch Good Mythical Morning. Yeah, and that's, that, my, that's, that's my too, so but that's, that's my too brain engaging. <sighs> Probably the worst thing you've ever done was introducing that shit to him. <laughs> Good mythical morning. He's a fan. He's a he's a buyer of the merch. I have I have shirts now. You got two shirts for Christmas. Yeah, Rachel asked me what, sh- what I wanted for Christmas. I'm like, this is gonna be a good mythical morning shirt. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah, but I was talking to these guys about that show on Thursday, and yeah, it was just I can't believe how like captivating. I think it's just new, you know. It's different. It's yeah, interesting, it's different. Yeah. but like, there's a lot of flaws in what they yeah. were trying to do. And I knew, like, they used the same formula as any other reality yeah. show, you know. So they just used it, and they just added like a new element where you sit in your apartment forever. Yeah. Um. We were part of a really bad uh, reality show that never made it on air. Remember that? Oh, at Vegas. Yeah. We were in Vegas. Um, my twenty first like, birthday. Twenty first birthday, and they had this the camera crews at the palms casino and like we were sitting at the palms casino bar in the middle and then all of a sudden a whole bunch of like women come to this middle bar and then a whole bunch of cameras come and then the producers rip us out like hey we're shooting a reality show you need to sign this waiver in order to stay at the bar trust me sign it you'll have fun you'll bite you'll get free drinks and you'll be part of this thing and the concept of the show was like moms and daughters that party together yeah or something like like that it's like my mom's a party animal now I'm a party animal, so we're gonna be party animals together and take the town. Yeah. And, and I was 21. I'm like free drinks. I'm in. Yeah, free yeah. drinks. So they Especially were, in Vegas too. Yeah, they were buying yeah. us drinks. They were like talking about stuff. At some point, somebody took their pants off. It was it was wild. Um, and they never it never made it there, but it was like for MTV or something. Yeah, they probably watched that and was like, that's fucking yeah, dead. That's terrible. Yeah. But somewhere there's a signed waiver of uh, us on a show that can potentially be released and damage <laughs> damage our careers. <laughs> I don't know. Damn it! No. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. I I truly think though that enhance show, maybe enhance yeah. that show. The circle is gonna last for like thirty seasons. No, no, no. Yeah. I think it's gonna be gone after the second season. No. Uh, well, we'll see. Quote you. Yeah. I mean, C- it's you. it's it's very low to pr- low cost to produce. Yep. Uh, and that's interesting. But other than that, no. I, I, I don't. Think, I don't I think, think a show can last that long unless they have the same characters, and it seems like everyone's getting knocked out of this. No way. Yeah, like there's not. It's, you're never you got, gonna have the same you, characters. You've got. You've got. What do you mean? You got shows like Big Brother, Survivor, the the Challenge. Those shows are still going strong. Well, yeah, any, are they going me, strong? I think it's the exact opposite. Huh? You need are they going strong? Oh, strong? Yeah. Why would they? Why would they not be going strong? I mean, are they on a network channel? Survivor. Survivor. CBS, yes. the largest network show or channel on the planet. Or in the I don't US. know that. They're still making new survivors. Survivor, Amazing Race, Big Brother. They're all still going strong. Yeah. yeah. So this show, I guarantee you, will go for at least another 20, 30 seasons. There was a kid that uh, I lived with in college whose sisters were on The Amazing Race, and they took second place. Oh, oh really? Their cash yeah. prize? 
there, I think there was a small a small cash prize, but along the way, I guess you're allowed to win individual events that allow for you know other prizes, and they had taken home like three Jeep tra- uh, Grand Cherokees, uh, all oh, these wow. other large box items that they ended up selling. I think, oh, I, you know, they say you can keep the vehicle or you can just take the cash. The, isn't the prize it, isn't that ra- uh, the, uh, that show all about like making it to a destination with a bunch of clues? Yeah, it's like a giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I would love. I would do that. That's fun. Yeah, that world. sounds fun. That is. Yeah. yeah what's the, what's it? Uh, My mom applied for that show. <laughs> what type of race you is that? Uh, like with family, you, where you're given clues and you have to go to those. Yeah. Did, clue. Did you did you meet them in person? The Amazing Race. You guys suck. It's a. Uh, you guys suck. <laughs> it's an actual uh, like umbrella term for like a game that you play where you treasure hunt. The world is Carmen San Diego. It's a giant treasure hunter. Um, I didn't meet his sisters. I met. No. I mean, he was the younger brother of the two of them. Uh, I just like to know what their strategy was to get second place. Yeah, I'm surprised we didn't really elaborate. Or I didn't inquire about that. They were probably just competent. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. Branson was a smart guy, but not that smart. Branson? That was his last name. Oh. No, no offense to my mom, but I think she'd be like the first team eliminated. Oh, really? Yeah. She'd get into an argument with somebody and then just <laughs> passed up. Rachel would get lost to the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, just they kidding. never made it to set. <laughs> I do worry her about her when she goes to unknown places. Cause she's Lack uh, of directions? She's uh, yeah. So directions. Ashley's uh, friend was here over the weekend, and... Uh, uh, shout out Ashley. Um, she said that Ashley had no sense of direction of the city, and she, they were like getting lost all the time um, because you know she doesn't. <laughs> she like she when she lived in New York, she knows how to get, get around places, but like since she doesn't have to like move around too much around the city, it's harder to learn your streets. But thankfully for like me and like Ubering around and stuff, I know like the city back and forth. Um, so you just you really do be in the it's space. Kind of fucking disturbing, actually. Disturbing, yeah. I drive a lot. I used to drive a lot. Yeah, Nick will be like, yeah, make a left on Monroe, then dip down in that corner street, and then <laughs> yeah. make a right on Clifton, and you'll see that see little... See that trash can over there? <laughs> that trash can? Uh, There's yeah. a guy standing there all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm somewhat familiar with some of the streets, but nowhere near as Nick is like... Oh, yeah, yeah that's, how, I, that's how I learned the, the grid by driving for Uber. Figure that <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah, like you can tell that, you know, the even, even uh, numbers of the street on the north side, and, um, you know, like the... The different numbered streets and things like that, like Halstead is 1600 West and all this other stuff kind of. Yes. You learn as you and pick and up. Like those pointers are obviously, I mean, they're, they're pointers for a reason. But I feel like because since GPS has been out and I've used it so much, I feel like even though I know I'm at a given intersection now, generally I know where I'm at. Like I feel like my place I, in the city, I don't know where I'm at. Like yeah. I, wait, where's East West North? Yeah. Like I, yeah. uh, I get really pissed off at That's myself. Uh, like I, sh- I did this on the way home on Saturday. I was – in uh, Lincoln Park at Diversity in Lincoln. Or no, it was, I had to have been somewhere another time because I was like, just take Lincoln all the yeah. way home. So it wasn't that. <laughs> but there was somewhere I was only like a mile and a half away from home. I'm like, wait, where the fuck am Diversity I? Diversity in Clark by that big intersection? You can take Clark. Uh, no, the, this weekend I was at, at Diversity in Lincoln, but uh, oh, okay. the, the time I was thinking about happened earlier in the week, I think. Oh, okay. well, yeah, the, the, the diagonal streets are kind of confusing at times. But not for us. I mean, we live right off Lincoln. so Yeah, we should figure that out. True. Okay, moving on to our next topic, uh, wine. Are you guys big winos? No. I like a glass of wine, but I, I don't know a $12 bottle of wine between a $150 bottle of wine. And apparently there is no difference. I yeah. mean, very little. Yeah. According, to, according to Gary Vee, yeah, wise. no difference. Yeah. Uh, Fuck that guy. 
Uh, wine sales are down for the first time since 2004 due to ready-to-go drinks such as heart seltzers. Yep, claws. The claws are taken. So Dude, Bud Light came out with their seltzer. The sensor. cost of uh, white claws are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah like, like 18 bucks something for a fucking 12-pack? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I was at Jewel the other day. It was like eighteen ninety nine. I'm like, get out of here. It's fucking water yeah. flavor and malt liquor. Yeah. 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 It's the brand, though. And it's less than 100 calories and no sugar. Well, you know why, too? It's because yeah, there's such high demand and, all and these uh, low capacity for, uh, for building supply. Yeah, production. Yeah. I mean, but all these other al- liquor companies are going to start coming out with it even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's yep, got their own thing. Profit margins. Yeah. Yep. So that's uh, that's news on wine. Wine is dying. Wine is dying. Nah. Uh, and then last topic. Uh, do you, are you guys interested in in the moon at all? Would you guys ever want to visit the moon? I like I like a good moon. I would love to visit the moon. If someone gave me one ticket now to land on that bitch and not come back, I'd do it. Right now, not come back. Really? Not come back. Yeah, pretty cool. What, what if there was like no colonization the up there? Die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Perish. Uh, well, you're Die. in the minority because only 10% of Americans would actually want to go to the moon. They're not interested in going to the moon. Who'd they ask? Yeah, who the fuck did they ask? That's some bullshit. I don't know where these Fetuses? services. I don't know where these services come from. I've never gotten like a survey like this, like just out of the blue. You don't fit their demographics. Okay. You never get so a when what? they when they create surveys, they're like, all right, this is the answer we want to get. What type of people would answer this question <laughs> properly? All right, that demographic of people, let's send this survey to that demographic of people and get the answer we want so then we can make a news story that we can share on Huffington Post and then get clicks. Yeah, yeah so were these yeah. people competitors of Tesla? I'm like, fuck it, Tesla. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I, don't like, I don't like survey results unless there's yeah. like some type of information. How would you get those results? Like, like on YouTube, like I get, you know, I watch two conservative videos or like uh, whatever about whatever it is. And then the next commercial is like, do you like Donald J. Trump? America's trying to murder, you know, babies. Donald Trump is trying to save them. Click yes to take our survey. Yeah. And then, you you know, they're asking the people that they want the right answer for uh, from. So. And they're already telling you. Yeah, they're telling you the answer. Before right. They yeah. Fucking they're like skewing it. it. Um, and that's why, you know, you can skew statistics in any way you want to skew them. So statistics aren't always true. That's true. Because, I mean, every time someone brings up something you can always google the difference and say oh well, yeah this. well this person says that so yeah okay well um i think so it was on this episode was it last week scott you were talking about the moon landing and the third guy had to like stay in the in the yeah. ship dude if i was that guy i'd be like you know what you guys just chill for a second i need to at least yeah, let me step on it take one step <laughs> please it's my one and only chance yeah. is he still alive uh i don't guy? think so i think buzz aldrin is the only one alive from that crew oh. i'm sure that guy's living with fucking i mean that guy died with regret I mean, he was. He was he part actually. Of the they interviewed him. He was. I mean, it was not a point of pride, but he was just honored. He was just super humble guy and just honored to be able to be a part of the mission because he was. Uh, oh, that was Apollo thirteen. Never so if mind. you were the if you were the third guy, would you would would you have been like, hey guys, let me just take one step. I mean, yeah. I try, but, <laughs> you, if, but if it meant us not coming <laughs> back, I'm like, I'll just stay inside. <laughs> do you, do you or think, you stay uh, there? According to what you said earlier. Oh, yeah, do you think going to space ages your body? I think it. Ages it less, really? Because no, flying think, in a rocket, oxygen at like is what 7, kills us and ages away? us, right? Oxygen is what kills us and ages us. Or is that? Fruit? <laughs> There's plenty I mean, of oxygen I, there. Seems like you guys forgot our previous one of our telomeres. previous signs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, telomeres. I love telomeres. Obviously, there's. Uh, that's gonna be on the best. That's ages. gonna be on the best of uh, podcast <laughs> list. Telomeres. Telomeres. <laughs> Sorry, what are you saying? Uh, so. Uh, 
because of the future planned missions on going to Mars and the lack of gravity that they have there. I mean, they are constantly uh, putting uh, cadets or people that are potential candidates to go uh, under those type of stressors because they're not sure. I mean, it affects your bone density. Uh, they don't know how it affects your circulatory system. It has potentially a lot of negative effects. So if anything, uh, it could speed up the whole dying process. Yeah, right. that's what I... Yeah, they, they tested think? that one guy, uh, the bald guy. Scott Kelly. Yeah. Because he's got an identical twin. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So they send him up there and then they compare him to his like, twin. What was the result? His bones get a lot denser. But does that mean you live less or you live more or longer? Well, I mean, if you come back down to Earth and your body has to get acclimated. You, so it's You just, turn into you know, the Hulk. You turn into the Hulk. <laughs> you turn into glass. <laughs> Punch my bones. They're real dense. <laughs> his skin I mean, going green. up into space and you don't have the protective atmosphere. You're exposed to radiation, the sun's radiation. True, true. That's true. one of the that's one of the biggest quandaries about going to Mars is because it's like a three year manned mission and they have to figure out the, the technology or hardware to prevent them from like getting cancer on the way there because yeah. they're going to be exposed to the sun for so long. You remember that movie, the the Rocket Man? Was that is that what it's called with the uh, fuck where they go to the moon or Mars? Uh, it was like a there's kid a bunch movie? of those. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't watch any kid fucking Mars movies. No, no, I don't, I don't, I don't watch Rocket Man. One Mars attacks. Adult, Mar- adult Mars movies. <laughs> like yeah. The Martian. The only one. That's actually a cool fucking It's a movie. great movie. I saw it 3D too. And I mean, it wasn't that grand, but it was. It made the experience that much better. I gotta admit. Damn it. I can't remember when the last time was when I saw a 3D movie. I think it was like Men in Black or something. That was it. That was yours, Martians. Yeah. And then I've only seen two. That and fucking Avatar. When I saw that, mm. I think I saw Avatar in 3D. I think I was under the influence of a green plant, and it was green fucking plant. great. It's not cilantro. <laughs> cilantro. I hate cilantro. That's bothering me what that, that one movie was. Sounds like Rocket Man. No, because that's Jimmy John. Neutron. Oh, <laughs> it's funny that was sitting in the back of my head somewhere. <laughs> yeah, was that's what I was like. Rocket Man, Rocket Man, Rocket Man. Dan, do you want to talk about what you made today? Um, oh yeah. The best, one of the best meals. And then we'll go on our first break. Uh, I'm gonna find this movie. I made ramen. <laughs> I couldn't tell you exactly what type of ramen it is because there's several different types, but uh, <clears throat> I'm just gonna call it Dan's ramen because I kind of uh, winged some of the ingredients and made it my own. Rocket Man. Do you remember that movie? Do you remember the movie? I Do you remember the watch s- it. The thing. No, I would never have watched that movie. <laughs> Came out in 1997. So, uh, but you used miso, so it's a miso ramen. Yeah, uh, miso, chicken broth, lots of ginger, radishes, uh, green onions. Uh, I mean, cha- ha- I threw a habanero pepper in there, oh, yeah. and I kind of threw a little <laughs> curveball that I wasn't expecting. I, I thought I was going to be a little zinger, but not that much. Yeah, I'll be zinging out of my butthole tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Zinger. Um, and then I got some pork belly. Um, I I was pretty uh, happy with the turnout. Yeah, it was very impressive. It was very did delicious. you season the pork check, belly at check. all, or did you How'd just you throw, throw it on? Yeah, the so uh, you buy the pork belly, you stab it with a fork a couple times, and um, <laughs> you got to do it like a thug. Keep too. the serial killers away. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it like you're in prison. <laughs> you got to make sure it's done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but you marinate that in soy sauce, garlic, ginger. There's a lot of garlic and ginger and all types of Asian dishes. Um, what else did I put in there? A little bit of oyster sauce, a little bit of salt. Sesame oil, right? Uh, sesame. Yeah, I got roasted sesame oil. That, that, that That's good. Bring some flavor. Um, yeah, and, and let that sit. Let that sit in a uh, Ziploc bag for the day. 
and I brought it over here and I pan fried it I seared it first and then I cooked it for about 30 40 minutes 40 minutes um, the person or the YouTube video I learned from <laughs> uh, they use a pressure cooker which we don't have so I so made some eggs too right oh yeah and I uh, also made <laughs> a marinated marinate that you uh, soy sauce garlic ginger oyster sauce jeez um, how many gingers died <laughs> uh, like one stock is it called stocks root root two roots uh, but you boil that for a few minutes and then you just uh, boil eggs for six minutes and you peel them and then you dump them in this sauce and they like turn brown but it was freaking amazing so it's good yeah it was really good, good it was stuff. very impressive uh, go to our Instagram and check out the plating it was uh, you know restaurant quality yeah, i think if we the had most presentable yeah. picture if we had bigger bowls and one of those ramen spoons that you would have thought we ordered in it was really you would have thought we were in tokyo yeah, yeah yeah for sure uh before we go to the break uh because the the pork had so much fat on it i want to get your opinions on that in regards to your uh your meats or your dishes when you have it because it's past friday uh my grade school that i went to holds um, a fundraiser every year where they and I can't remember the name of the restaurant, and that's piss poor on my part, but uh, they host a corned beef and cabbage dinner every year. Um, absolutely outstanding food. Corned beef is one of those meats that has a shit ton of fat on it, and I just yeah, it's got a nice g- gobble it up. Every, yeah. Uh, pork belly was a similar instance. Are you guys big fans of that? If the, if As long as it's not like a chewy fat, are you guys all about that, or I, you kind of get I, I feel like the fat, fat holds the most flavor and is, is like – Super rich. So, so, so you like fan of like a thin line along the whole piece? Yeah. Like if, if that's there and it's not like that chewy steak fat that you get sometimes, I, I appreciate that. Especially if you're eating it without a bunch of other like carbs and other other st- other things, then I think mm. it's, uh, you know. Eight, 85% healthy. 15, I think, so. Well, what else? Meat, meat, 85%, 15. Just it's like good, a good uh, ground chuck. I mean, not that pork belly was like 60, 40. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, that, you I ripped did, a piece off. Of I it, did. Yeah, I yeah. didn't need all the fat. I yeah. took a bite of it. No, yeah, not gonna lie, I was worried that uh, it was too much fat. But when I took a bite into it, it was nice and like uh, yeah, crispy. It was like a chewy, chewy. I was about to say I've had duck before, and duck's really fatty. But if you, like you said, if you sear it and you get the nice crisp edge with yeah. the, the soft fat in the center of it, yeah, I'm all about that. It's really good. Really good. Um, so I'm cooking next week. So Dan, you want to start with uh, the protein? Didn't really have any time to think about this. All right, I'll, uh, uh, we don't do this every week. Well, well, <laughs> it's uh, not like we do this every week. Chicken sausage. Okay. Chicken sausage. That works. Oh, all right. We're going to go with sausage. I'm going to go ahead with, uh, uh, yeah, fuck it, sauerkraut. Chicken sausage, sauerkraut. Make Wally Polish for a day. And then my... I don't know how to spell that. Spice will be cinnamon. Ugh. We're going to have some flan for dessert. I was about to say, yeah. <laughs> Make something on the side, bro. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so next week I will be preparing a dish that has chicken sausage, <laughs> sauerkraut, and cinnamon. Nice. That will be on the menu for next week. So. Kabusta. 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 Um, I'll write that down. Kabusta. 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 I mean, there's there's that dish, Polish sausage, Polish sausage and sauerkraut, which is just usually fresh Polish sausage, and then just like pure sauerkraut. And it's just, really good. Yeah, it's really good. But I also like know my mom likes to like when she cooks that. It went from like 
traditional Polish dish to like my mom's concoctions. Oh yeah. Where it was like a spicy sour, like it was so good, but she yeah. would like spice up the sauerkraut. It was like almost like a, uh, more of a orange or a grapefruit color instead of like that kind of white sauerkraut look. But that's that's what my mom does with her spaghetti now. She used to just have when we were younger. Uh, I mean, she'd cook her sauce for an entire day, just you know, constantly add water and reduce it, add water, reduce it, and she would add just meatballs. And then as we got a little bit older, she started putting spicy Italian sausage in it on top of the meatballs, and now she adds a whole pork roast in there too. So it's just like a giant meaty sauce. And I mean, you walk away with fucking heartburn. I gotta <laughs> admit, but it's amazing. Not bad. Okay. Um. Let's We're take a break, sponsored. a sponsored anchor break. Freestyle, no, freestyle, freestyle vinyl. vinyl break. All right, yeah, third, vinyl in break. Ro- third week in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tonight's sponsor is Freestyle Vinyl. Make sure you visit freestyle-vinyl.com to get your exclusive vinyl for your loved one. They do a great job in making sure that you have the perfect gift for your loved one. You can record a mixtape, you can record a top hit list, you can even record a proposal for your loved one onto a vinyl disc. Both at seven, or all three, seven, ten, and twelve inch discs. You can even add a picture onto the vinyl directly. Not only that, they provide a custom jacket that you can print on with lovely pictures and you can deliver it to your loved one in time for the Valentine's Day holiday. You have an exclusive deal by being a listener of the Monday Night Hustlers. Use code MNH2020 to get 10% off your vinyl for your loved one. Make sure you go to freestyle-vinyl.com and order yours today. Do it. Don't delay. It's not worth it. Trust me. All right, back from our sponsored freestyle vinyl break. Are we recording? Yes. We Is are. it recording? Yes. Can you guys hear us? Yes. Good. Can you All right. hear me now? Yes, we're back from our sponsored freestyle vinyl break. Shout out freestyle vinyl, our one true sponsor. Uh, Appreciate it. We're going to kick it to Scott. Scott, do you got something for us? Pew, 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 pew. Science segment, science segment, science segment. <laughs> <laughs> there, there you go. We did We did have a, a coyote hour with Scott a couple weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, oh, there you go, Daniel. It's a fucking great time to fucking leave. Uh, so... Um, I came across an article. I don't know if we've. I think I've mentioned on here before how smart either ravens or crows are, kind of in passing. First time uh, I'm hearing it. Oh well, here you go. So this will be uh, interesting well, for you then. <clears throat> so there was a new experiment that. So little backstory is I have seen plenty of videos where uh, crows and ravens, specifically uh, those two types of birds, have been put in scenarios where they've had to solve puzzles to get a treat. And uh, essentially researchers were completely flabbergasted by their capabilities in solving puzzles and being able to um, critically think and put together pieces that, you know, multiple step 
processes in order to get to the, the given treat that they needed. Um, but this new experiment that was just done, I believe the results were shown last month. Uh, essentially, they set up an experiment where they gave a clear, transparent box with a small hole in it that had food that needed to be knocked down into a tray. And initially in the experiment, they gave long sticks, long enough sticks at least, for the crows to pick up and use and poke the, the food to knock it down into the tray. Um, Further on, after the, the they, they kept giving the crows smaller and smaller sticks and eventually got it down to a point where the sticks were too small for them to actually reach uh, the food tray. And so they started this experiment with eight crows, and uh, all of them were capable Ooh. of using... So can I interrupt real quick? Yeah. Was there anyone counting those crows? <laughs> God damn it. God. I'm sorry. I had no, to. No, I, had I didn't to. really appreciate yeah, okay. that. I was just like, at first, I didn't catch it. There's no. somebody that was counting crows. <clears throat> well, they they counted in the experiment for okay. sure. Okay. Yeah. So initially, all of them were able to use the the stick lengths that were initially given to them to reach the food. Uh, but as they made the experiment more difficult, they used shorter and shorter sticks, and fewer and fewer of the crows uh, were able to figure out how to use what tools they had in front of them to reach the food. Um, but in the last experiment that they had set up, they there was a total of four stick parts that they had to put all four of them together in order to reach the food itself. Um, and four out of the eight crows actually figured out with their brain that they needed, there, there was no training throughout this whole process. They were just given this, this blank uh, box with the food inside and with the, the, the tools in front of them. And they, four out of the eight of them figured out that they needed to piece all four pieces of the stick together in order to reach the food. So the shorter sticks that they were given throughout the experiment would not be able to get the food. Yes. They wouldn't reach it. it but they, reach they it. went through that process first before they were given the, the four pieces. Yeah, so, so they, they were given a long stick first. Yeah, they, they, were, they experienced the long stick working and then... Yes, okay. yeah. So that, that may take away a little bit of the luster of the whole of... Uh, um, no, it's still brilliant. Of their intelligence, but no, yeah. Uh, I... They essentially created their own tools. This, this is based on what the researchers said. This is indicative of them creating their own tools in order to um, solve a problem and, and and get the the reward at in the experiment. What so. did they say? Why did only four of the crows complete that? Because uh, the other four were bird brains. <laughs> bird brains. Uh, no, I mean that is just. I mean, why are there poor people? You I'm know, saying, but did all? I'm sorry. People. Did did all eight of them accomplish it with the single long stick? Yes, okay. all eight of them. Yeah, all of them did that. But uh, when they got down to the three and four um, pieces of the stick, only four yeah. of them were capable of doing it. So, so there's a varying <coughs> level of problem solving skills amongst yeah, different sets of yeah. crows. Uh, I kind of wanted to expand this in a little bit larger um, topic, just about you know as. Every passing year, we learn more and more about the, the animal kingdom and, and the capabilities that they have, whether it be their communication techniques or um, new unobserved, uh, ab I guess, abilities or character traits that they do have. Uh, I wanted to bring up, we, we talked about Avatar earlier, and uh, in the movie Avatar, the, uh, what are the, the people called, the Navi? I think that's what they're called. Uh, they have – you guys have all seen Avatar, right? Mm -hmm. So do you yes. guys remember in the movie how they connect their hair to the uh, the hair of the other animals and be, kind of become one and can control mm -hmm. the animal? Uh, 
I'm not saying that animals, that that's ever a possibility for us, but I feel like we do not know nearly as much about animals as we are letting on. Um, so you're saying we can connect our tentacles and we no, have them what, to no, birds? I, I just said that that's not what okay. I was, that's not what I'm saying. What, <laughs> okay. I'm, say, what I'm saying is, is that, uh, that our understanding of mental capacities and capabilities of animals is nowhere near what we thought it was. As, as I think it was two years ago, they just discovered that, you know, orca whales each individual pod of orca whales actually has their own fucking language so they can't communicate with other orca whales there's no universal orca whale language there's their own they develop their own dialect um and they're starting to observe this in other whale species as well um i mean they're starting to find out how fucking terrifying some animals are like dolphins and otters will like rape and and murder animals for their own pleasure really um, they they found that this happened, uh, I think, a decade, over a decade ago. But they found that dolph- dolphins. I think we talked about this on the podcast. Dolphins get high. They'll they'll chew on puffer fish and pass it around, so they get stuck oh, with wow. the the venom of the puffer fish and oh, get stoned. Yeah, like aren't, aren't dolphins known to be super smart and intelligent? Yeah, you know what actually is considered? I think the second be the second smartest animal on the planet are pigs. Really, pigs are really smart. Also, the second delicious. I was well, yeah. I say we just ate some pigs, so <laughs> Daniel, you're murdering smart animals, you piece of shit. Uh, but no, yeah. For the, oh, it's like what? <laughs> yeah. Well, you're on your phone, so I wanted yeah. to call you out. Um, I was working. I was working. But yeah, for me at least, uh, as I read more and more, or am curious about animals, uh, I feel like. There's a lot left to come to understand. Yeah, I think I think, I think one day we'll it'll be like Doctor Doolittle. We'll be able to I was talk to ask like you fucking that. hamster. Yo, hamster. I was going to ask you that if you had the ability to lose your communication skills with humans and become Doctor Doolittle and speak to the entire animal kingdom, would you do it? No, no. Okay. And what kind of question. what kind of way would you be able? Would you just be a mute to humans? No, you would just say, like so not be able, be able to speak to your to language. You would have to. You wouldn't be able to speak any language. Couldn't get laid anymore, so no. Yeah, but you could tell like a bird to tell a lady something. <laughs> well, she can't talk to the bird. <laughs> well, well, you could like Sucks. tell her to like poke at her until she's yeah. <laughs> interested in you. Put a bunch <laughs> you, of sticks together. You could like make the bird come to your come to like land on your finger and then okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I want you. I want you. I guess you could write stuff on pieces of paper. Yeah, you can be yeah. like uh, grade school shit, pass yeah. notes. Yeah. Do you hear the how the kids are passing notes nowadays? No. Uh, it was all over TikTok. How did you not figure this out? Paper? No. So they swap AirPods, and then they text via Google Translator on their phone, and then they pass the note across the hall by someone listening to their Google Translator speak the oh thing. Oh, my God. Yep. My, only thing, my only thing with that is, why does your kid have AirPods? He doesn't have a job. And second... How does a teacher not notice you typing up on your iPhone and have AirPods in your ear? Well, now, like, phone usage is okay in school. Oh, really? Was it, like, some kind of... What? I remember uh, Rachel's sisters, because they're in, like, high school, like, just uh, several year, years apart. And they're like, oh, we can text in class. Like, what? Yeah, there's, like, there's been a like big beaten. push in a lot of communities to, uh, to nix cell phones in the classroom because of how distracting they are and kids aren't learning. Well, that's how it was during our time, our era, but now Dan's saying that they're allowing phones into schools. Well, I'm going based on, I mean, the the inventions that are coming out um, at my nephew's school. The kids have to put their phones in a sleeve on the back of the uh, door. Right. 
uh, and parents are pissed about that because they're worried about kids getting their yeah. phones stolen. Yeah. But and like you also need to like call out culture if your teacher's freaking out, like doing things you need to record it. Uh-huh. And put on your, <laughs> How put often on your do you Twitter. Cancel culture. Yeah, cancel culture. That actually, when I was in high school, I some kid brought a video cam recorder to class, and I filmed uh, Mr. Quinn one time. It was this big fucking like <laughs> video camcorder. Well, so are you the asshole that got him fired? No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It wasn't me. No, I and he called up our entire uh, row, and I like an idiot just left it right on the desk. A big ass black fucking <laughs> cam recorder. I'm like, how does he not see? see that? Like, you didn't I, see it? No. Nice. <laughs> no. Do you still have that no. video? Are you gonna? No, I don't have it. Oh, you playing with cellophane over there? You gonna I mean, play I'm with cellophane over spaghetti dinner? A, That's what he used to say all the time. If you were doing something that was not you're focused playing on class, cellophane. So yeah, kids would bring candy into class, and this guy, you had to be dead silent. When I say dead silent, if he heard you whisper, he'd just call you out in the middle of class and be like, "Why the fuck are you talking?" Uh, and I remember he used to complain that it was not quiet enough in the classroom because you could hear the air conditioning in the room. Oh wow! He's okay. this type of dude. Just, like, He's a gold glove hearing. boxer, yeah. like fought in Vietnam. I don't yeah. think he fought in Vietnam. He was. Uh, I think he was Vietnam? in the service. Um, He's a frontline boxer. <laughs> frontline boxer. Yeah. Uh, and for the record, I, I ain't no snitch. So. No, ain't no snitch. Okay. Uh, I, I just had to record him because he was such a character. Yeah. So one, so one kids, would, there was this. Uh, what was his name? There was one kid in my class that, regardless, like he just did not give a fuck if he got in trouble. He would bring candy into class all the time and. Like while we were sitting there, supposed to be doing our lessons, he'd reach into his pocket really slowly and pull the candy out. And every once in a while, you hear the plastic crinkle. He's like, "Who's playing with cellophane?" He's like, "Would you play with cellophane over your mom's spaghetti dinner?" That was like his his go to uh, uh, jab at you. That's funny. Um, I went to I wanted to mention something about call out culture. Uh, I was listening to JJ Reddick's podcast, and he had Hassan Minaj and Malcolm Gladwell on there, and they were talking about like call out culture and how Twitter's so loud. And Malcolm Gladwell was like. Twitter's not loud. Um, like when I sell a book, I get you know so many tweets about me being an idiot. And if I get, it's like an eighty twenty rule. If I if I sell or a ninety ten rule. If I sell a hundred books, I'll get ten people calling me an idiot. But then if I have a thousand people calling me me an idiot, that means I sold ten thousand books and I'm doing great. Which means nine nine thousand people like what I'm doing. Because the majority so. of people don't voice their opinion. They just don't give a Right, fuck. no, the same yeah, thing yeah. with, like, Yelp reviews. Like, you'll, Everything. All yeah. bad reviews are a five-star and, like, a sentence comment or whatever. Uh-huh. It's, the, it's the really, really good and the really, really bad. Everyone that's happy in between is just quiet and enjoying their lives. I just wrote a review for my favorite Mediterranean place. I don't you did? While well, I was eating. The one on the south side? Want to yeah. give him a shout-out on the podcast? Oh, some, some. Eat the shit. Some, some. <laughs> I'm serious. Get some some from some Every some. Every time someone asks me, "Hey, where do you want to go get some food?" I probably will mention them. Is it better than Mezzo? I believe so. Don't Just for the falafel, be. or um, I don't think Mezzo's falafel is that great. I don't, I don't like. I don't have a, an opinion on any falafel. I feel like they taste the same. I feel like that one place on Franklin is it? Yeah. Yeah, that place. Has it's that's called Mezzo too. Except no, that's just no, a. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's spelled a little differently. Yeah, but it's like a different Mezzo. Dan, you want to read your review live on, on the pod? Uh, Dan, yeah, Dan, Dan Stell tells. Dan Stell He's going to tell you folks about Middle Eastern restaurant. Samsung. Samsung. Yellow Habibi. Yo, what does that mean? Hurry up, baby. Oh, can you tell us something in Spanish? That's what we, we need to do. Another segment for Hola. a while. Uh, put me on the spot. Um, Say, how are you today? Como estas hoy? So it means today? Oi. Oi means today? Mm-hmm. Really? Oi, oi, oi. It's today, today, today? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I'd like to talk about this fucking couch real quick. Um, let's yeah, let's yeah, let's talk about it. So uh, <laughs> it, it is slowly peeling apart. Really sorry, <laughs> Daniel. Before you talk about it, because I, I just been it's called character, <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Dan said, no. sat there earlier today and it like cracked. He's like, whoa. Well, no, I, I appreciate that it's character. But I, I'm finding like – I don't even sit on the couch and I'm finding little black pieces of it's leather everywhere. on my neck and shit. It was, like I go to the bathroom and I just woke up out of bed like and there's, there's a piece of couch, couch on, on my face. Yeah, like, I had that. Why had, the fuck? I had a, I had a piece I of couch on my chest. I haven't sat on this couch since Monday, and it's Friday, and there's a piece of fucking couch on my face. It, it's it's attached. It's it, it's a eight hundred dollar leather sectional. Yeah. <laughs> so just imagine the quality. And this is like what seven years old, eight years old. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like this at our house. I mean, this is this has not only been a couch to us; it's been a bed, it's been a recording studio, it's yeah. been everything. So, oh, it's been I, I'm not. I, at this point, I really fucking appreciate it's, it. Because it's still decently comfortable. I still think the there's best, a bunch, hundred dollars worth of product in there somewhere. It's terrible to sit on. Yeah, it's not very comfortable. Yeah, you just break your back. <laughs> All right, Dan, Dan Stells tells reviews. I mean, mine's pretty straightforward, but I, oh, I, I got seven stars for it. Ooh. Oh, look at that engagement. Oh, no, I just have seven stars in general, or oh. seven reviews. Uh, I, it's, this is so general. I said, love this place. Uh, food's always good and staff always friendly. They even let you try new things when you're unsure. I always bring up some some when anyone asks me where I'd like to go to grab some food. Thank you, guys. Keep it up. That's a perfect, That's perfect review. Yeah. Right to the point. Yeah. You gave you gave them uh, quality for food. You gave them quality for staff, and then you gave the they recommendation. Are, they are. Yeah, I've been they, in there. Uh, they it's always good. like, "Oh, you want to try it?" That's cool. So. But do they have a uh, frequent flyer mile card? Not that I know of. Mm. That w- that was a big thing at one point. Reward I feel cards. like at this point, it's kind of like tacky for restaurants. Yeah, and everyone has their punch cards. I feel like it works in some situations, and then they've got those. I feel like everything's digital. So, like at, at the Mart and just in general in the Loop, there's like this app called Ritual, and you get points for shopping at the same place. If you order from a you order online, you pick. Yeah, it there's up. that. There's that restaurant called Freshy, and it's like, oh, here, they, they once gave me a coupon. It's like, here's ten percent off your next order. I'm like, ten percent off my next order. I almost, I almost felt like insulted. That yeah, was insulted. Too small of a fucking. I mean, they're discount. like eighteen dollars salads if you get chicken. So mm, no, it's like thirteen. Yeah, dollar you still dollar thirty off. I was, <laughs> but then the sales tax so, comes so in. So yeah, I, I use this service called Meal Pal, which I'm somewhat of a fan of. Some 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 days are good, some days are bad. Um, but you pretty much buy your lunches ahead of time for like six bucks, six dollars and fifty cents. I buy twelve lunches or whatever, so you like pay up ahead of you know in front. With like taxes, it's like eighty five bucks for the month, which saves me a bunch of money because I always forget my lunch at home and yada yada. yada. But I always used to go there. I always used to go to Freshy, and I was like, "Oh man, cool! Now I don't, now I don't have to pay twelve dollars for lunch. I could pay half that." And then they closed down. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, "Man, why did they close down? I used to go there all the time." I'm like, "I know why. It's model to work because you're paying six dollars. Yeah. That means they're getting three dollars, which means they're not making any money on those sales." Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, how did I, how did the finance people not figure that shit out? Uh, Groupon started this whole thing. I was like, oh, shop here, 50% off. Then they get 50% of what they sold. And then the I mean, they were nothing. they were there for years. 
I just yeah. think I think whoever they owned it, they're like, you know what? This is just more of a pain in the ass than it is. Yeah. And they well. used to have an unlimited coffee. of uh, Pay 30 bucks a month to get unlimited coffee. They yeah. mixed that after a while. That was premium. That's when we first signed up when I never had the opportunity to yeah. take advantage of that. Speaking of Groupon, did you see uh, cameos on there? Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, their overhead is nothing. Get your Groupon for 30% off. It's like half off. Ugh. Yeah, it's like, like ten bucks for a twenty dollar cameo. Yeah. Then you get rotten for fifteen hundred bucks. Uh-huh. Hey, if you I want it, go get it. Yeah, I appreciate what yeah. they're doing. I think they they're gonna have a there's definitely opportunity long term business because after this list of group or C list celebrities moves on, there's gonna be another one. I bet you some of those people from the circle are gonna be on there in a couple of weeks. Abs- absolutely. Yeah, that guy was his main guy, Chris. Oh, he's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> my God. Where he found us, and he's like, oh, my God, you guys hear me? I almost farted. <laughs> uh, hey, girl, I got to go. Stop. Gotta stop. Got to watch, gotta watch stop. my coochie. Stop. <laughs> we're talking about, well, 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 Waleed, what were you bringing up just like, I don't know, 20 weeks ago? <laughs> just like 20 <laughs> weeks ago, half I'm, a year I'm ago. Count, I'm counting the episodes. 20 what, episodes? What was 20 weeks ago? You would always try to bring it up. we tell you to stop. Maybe was it Twitter? TikTok. Or it? No. And Twitter. Anything social media. I think it was some type of show or something. Show. Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah, maybe it was that. I mean, sorry, yeah, that, yeah, you sorry that you don't like quality television. <laughs> it's not quality. quality that Chris Gay also said uh, after he got nervous, like, oh, my God, I'm sweating like a hoe in church. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good line. <laughs> that is a good there, line. There are definitely some, like, Kim, Joey, and Shuby are my favorite. All right. We'll talk offline. Okay. No, no. <laughs> the circle is very relevant. Very, very relevant now. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him that title. And that was something good to laugh at. All right, so. let's circle the, out of this conversation. <laughs> All right, uh, I just want to uh, claw myself out real quick <laughs> here and put you guys, put have you guys put me to task next week. Yeah. Uh, so every fucking week that I do these articles, I write down notes and don't read them while I'm fucking presenting <laughs> the, and uh, leave out significant details and information. So uh, next week uh, when I'm doing my science segment, uh, you remind me. To Did you finish that? Are you making bullet points? Or you're like writing out your actual script. Yeah, bullet no points. bullet points. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anything else about bitches. crows? Uh, no, but it would have flowed a lot better had I given the pertinent information. I mean, that flowed what, pretty well. Skip out, b- skip, skip Madden next week and just focus on the science topic. No. No, it's a ritual. Yeah. Would it have been better if you, uh, typed it out? No, it's just that I feel the need, despite us being on a podcast, uh, and not videotaping ourselves, that I have to engage with you visually, like, I have to make eye contact with you. I want you to look at me. Because I'm looking yeah, at you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, quality content or look in your eyes. I mean, <laughs> that is quality content. No, um, I appreciate you, Scott. The, the last episode we record here, which is coming up here in a couple of weeks, we should uh, put a GoPro up. Do we have a GoPro? I have a GoPro. Dan has a GoPro. It's Let's been do in my closet. Then I got to doll myself up. Yeah. <laughs> you you got to wear your finest Chicago Bears shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Game of Thrones shirt. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, you, you always wear like... Hey, what do you get? I wear Game of Thrones hoodie, uh, Game right. of Thrones shoes, and Bears shirt. I'm, like, Game of Thrones oh, shoes? I'm so unbranded, it's like not even oh, yeah. funny. Well, yeah. what are you doing for the Super Bowl? Oh, that's a good point. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's no plans that's yet. This week. It's uh, Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there hasn't been like much hype around it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to be thrifty, and I'm going to Merchick's house, and I'm going to fire my own wings. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, you come to Ashley's house. We're doing uh, wings and. Have you guys seen any of the commercials? You come to Merchick's house. We're doing wings. We can. 
Yeah, you know what? I you didn't invite us to Ashley's at all this year, so yeah. turning that down. You guys gonna come to Ashley's for Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. Well, have you guys there's always the summer. Have you seen any of the commercials that have been released? Uh, yet? I saw the av- avocado one. I didn't see that one. The BBDO, Chicago did a did the commercial. Post Malone avocado commercial for the Super Bowl. Avocado Mexico. No, it's like a, it's like an avocado, and there's like an agent for the avocado, and the avocado is all fancy. Oh. Uh, Post Malone partnered with Doritos, launching uh, Limon Doritos. Doritos. Oh, really? They got Chance last year. Limon? They got um, Limon. Lemon Doritos. Lime well, Doritos. Limon. Lime. It's like the lime and the spice, right? Chili spice. <laughs> mm-hmm. They had they had that. The Speaking stuff. of bad things for you, there used to be a uh, Red Bull Limon, not lime, Limon. That was limon. That was good. That's Spanish for lime. That's What's the lime. difference between Salt. lime and limon? Salt. Limon is just lime in Spanish. I know, but there's got to be a flavor differentiator. No, there is. There's there's some kind of like there's like Bacardi limon. And it's <coughs> not just lemon. Then how do you say lemon in Spanish? Limon. Limon. He just said that that's lime. Uh, yeah, limon oh. is lime. It's lemon. Exotic lemon. Lemon might be the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get some type of citrus? Yeah. <laughs> Is orange the same fucking thing? You should know this. Uh, orange is naranja. Naranja. How do you say yeah, what's that app Polish? you use for this? Yeah, it's Limon too. Duolingo. Shout out Duolingo. I'm on a... Shout out to Duolingo. Limon you couldn't and fucking... I'm on a 22 days... I'm on a 22 day uh, streak. Nice. You're still watching uh, Being on your phone? Yeah, we know. <laughs> <laughs> to the guy who spends 90% of the episodes <laughs> on his fucking phone. At least uh, he stayed up this time. Yeah. yeah. Hey, congrats. Yeah. Congrats. Appreciate that. Actually, Lyman. Dan's just like. Actually, Lyman Spanish is Lima. Uh, so oh, you're so wrong. You wrong. I'm pretty sure when I passed out, it was like 11:45. Yeah, we did start the pot earlier today. Yeah, it's not even 10 yet, and then we're wrapping um, up. But I mean, my whole life I was raised by saying limon for lime. I thought you were gonna say by a lemon. No, I mean if you go to like our taco spot, they literally have a sign for limes limon. So. Which reminds me, I haven't been there in a couple weeks. I blame I blame the Google Translate. Mm. Well, yeah, we need to have a workout day and Zaka go there. Hmm? Was the last name even a Zakatakana? Fuck, that place is too far. It wasn't when we were living there. I went there. <laughs> we had burritos three was, times a week. Forty. I went there in like away. November. You did? Did you get a burrito? Yeah, with my friend. Oh, yeah. I went to Syed's shop the other day and I didn't have cash on me, so I was a little pissed. Instead of their Venmo game. Yeah. It's not that far. Everything in Chicago is close. Yeah, it's a 15 minute drive. Yeah, I mean, the lights suck and people suck in general. So, you know. In general? I think yeah, my blood was specific. boiling on the Traffic. Home. Traffic. Two cars almost hit me today. Oh, really? Yeah. Because of the weather? Or? Just one person merging into the right, you know, into my lane without a turning signal or anything. Definitely me. Yeah. I was continuing to go. Yeah. I was driving and some lady was taking a right, like pulling to the right. She didn't use her turning signal, and I was driving Ashley's car, and then it forced the brake. You know, it forces the brake, yeah. the auto stop thing, and slammed us. I wanted to like rip this lady's head off because she just slowly merged to the right and then stopped, and then all of a sudden I got to swerve around as the car is braking itself. It's dangerous. Uh, only car thing that happened to me today is when I was walking out to my car. There's fresh powdered snow on the cars around me, and I drew a giant cock and balls on the hood of <laughs> another car. Why? 
Just I figured they'd car? get it. Yeah, I'm sure. That, I mean, if I saw that in my car, I would come out and just bust out <laughs> laughing. So I was hoping I was going to make someone's morning. Oh, uh, no. That'd be funny. It wasn't detailed or anything. No, very no vans. Rudimentary. I think, I, I think I used to do that when I was like 15 years old. Yeah, that's bullshit. <laughs> I did it yesterday. Yeah. That's funny. Sorry, that was my contribution. <laughs> I don't have any that driving stories this morning. In the world today. I had a normal commute. I took a good call in the car today. That was good. That's my commute story. What else happened? Where did you so commute to? From Matthew's house here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my commute today. It was a good one. Nick, you have a deep thought? Um, deep thought. I just wanted to quickly talk about your guys' opinion on predetermination and whether you, you whether or not you believe in it. You mean destiny? Predetermination? Yeah, so you know yeah, the destiny. the thought, no, the thought, yeah. the th- it's a guy. it's a Christian thought where your life is already predetermined, and any move you make, you've learned you learned Every this in Catholic school. Destiny? Yeah, you could call it destiny. Gotta destiny. Be watching but, the, but the predetermined nation does not have any childs, children. Destiny's the do. <laughs> what? Am I reaching? No, I I, I got it. Okay. I got it. Get on your fucking That's point, asshole. Child. Oh, uh, destiny's uh, child. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the official term in the Christian context is predetermination. But yeah, destiny. Um, do you think predetermination is some? Do you believe in it? No, you don't believe in it. Used to, or like to think I did, or hoped to. Do you? Th- but, but do you think like the saying "things happen for a reason" outside of just like the saying and how people use it now is true? Like certain things in your life happen to affect other things in your life. Well, yeah. I mean, I. If I participated in events A, B, and C, and then that got me to D, sure. Yeah, but what if, like, all right, I'm I'm going down this path, and I need know I need to go right, but everything in my life has forced me to go left, even though I didn't necessarily want to, but the path on the left has something better for you. Do you think? That is something I think changing paths in general, whether it's, I mean, for a lot of things, they're difficult. So I can sit there and say that maybe um, outcomes can be affected by you recognizing things in life that you, if if you, as the saying goes, uh, you know, stop and smell the roses. If every once in a while you reflect on life in a given situation, a hard moment. Um, at work, uh, you know, where you could go down this path or that path if, if, if you weren't paying it. So, so let's say you live kind of a monotonous life and do the same thing day in and day out and are, I don't want to say happy, but content with what you're doing. But there's this opportunity to take another path and, and improve that level of happiness or, or purpose that you're looking for. But you would have missed it if you didn't step back and recognize yeah. the situation. Then yeah, but what I'm but talking about is a little bit different. It's like it's you know if I'm going down this path and I'm forced to do something else, me being forced to do something else is in like my life plans in terms of like where I'm supposed to be at the end. Even though like if I see if I walk across the street, there's a million dollars there, and if I walk across the street, I'll get the million dollars. That's what I want to do in life. But if for some whatever reason, the bridge to get across the street isn't there, but there are stairs to go here and you can't necessarily see what's on the other side of those stairs, 
but what's on the other side of the stairs is different for, for you or better for you, whether or not um, you think those types of you know inflection points in life are there for you on purpose to make you go down that other path. Uh, no, I'm much more of the camp of life is a bunch of random events and you make what's best of those events. Yeah. So, um, I used to like to think like that. I, like when I was growing up, when I was a teenager, young man in my twenties, like in college, I used to not pray, but really hope that like fate or destiny or this predetermination you're talking about was, was, it's, it's a lot less stressful. It's a lot less stressful to think and to live life by saying, you know, some greater being has my life in their control. And they will take me down the right path. So I don't have to worry today about the decisions I'm making. I will do my best to make those decisions and make the right ones. But at the end of the day, my path is taken care of by some other higher being. So, you know, that, that helps you like worry less about the decisions you're making day to day. I was, I was going to say the only way I'd believe that is if you didn't have any like goals or ambitions to, to achieve something. What I was like gonna say change the concept of change. Yeah. Randomly like wanting to have a, a six pack. Yeah. Like you're going to have to that's force a, yourself that's, every day that's to go event. to the gym, eat healthy, and and continue that. That's but not, why do you want a six pack? Let me just kind of unpack this. Why do you want a six pack? I mean, that was just an example. I don't want a six pack. Okay. Obviously, I don't have a six pack. Okay. <laughs> personal like, aesthetics. Personal aesthetics. And yeah. what if you know, for whatever reason you'll look better if you do something else. And, you know, let's say, you know, you don't get abs for whatever reason, but you get amazing calves and you become a calf model and then you're a multi-million dollar calf model and then your life is so much different. If you were focused on this goal of getting or, abs, you wouldn't have these opportunities. Or you, you to. go to the gym and wanted to do abs, but you got addicted to steroids and now you're a heroin addict. I don't think we're. Like, is that a destiny I too? I don't think we're unpacking this. But but no, well, no, I'm no, just saying, I'll, I'll, you're, you're I think I think I'll unpack like it. Some... I'll unpack it just a little bit. So, uh, just giving you another scenario. So in in this goal for abs, let's say the goal do, isn't abs though. Well, the goal is feeling the aesthetics or whatever it is. Is that is okay? The, well, the, what abs will make you feel right? Okay, okay. but I, I feel like you're also viewing destiny or predetermination predetermination as some some amazing place no no no. it doesn't even have to be amazing what if like you're prede- predestined to become a murderer whatever yeah. it is it's not like i'm not trying to I talk was about close the... to doing it twice today <laughs> yeah okay Driving so home. Okay. i'm just asking about the general concept of like things happening for a reason in the like literal sense not just like something you say like things happen for a reason you have to you're forced to make these decisions because you're put in this situation and you're put in this situation for a reason to either test you or to do something around that um I was just asking, you know, around that that point. But if you want to unpack this whole, well, no, just so, so, so you talked about the example you gave was a million dollars being across the street, and you would be happy if you were able to go across the street and get that million dollars. But I mean, you don't know if, if you'll be happy. But <laughs> oh, okay, all right, yeah, yeah. semantics. Whatever reason you want to get the million dollars, right? Whether it makes you happy or whatever. Yeah, like you being across the street, across the street from a million dollars, you think that you want the million dollars. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So you said then, what if the bridge isn't there, but there's another path that you can take to get to that million dollars? To get to something else. So like, if there's stairs, and then well, then, then that's not predetermination. Stairs, yes, it is because you're forced to take this path, and even though you see what you want, you can't get it because you're put into this situation where you have to take a different path. 
Are we just arguing a topic in, until we, we agree with you, Nick? No, no. I'm, I'm asking you your opinion on predetermination whether you exist. Scott said no. I don't. You 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 kind of said no, but then you ta- started talking about heroin, and then I haven't heard from Walid. I didn't talk about heroin. You were just talking about like, oh, you go to six pack because of this, and now you're a uh, knee model or whatever the hell it was. Like, there, there can Crack also it. be there so, can also so, be the destination of you go to the gym and end up becoming addicted to so drugs. So yeah, again, I still don't know how you feel about predetermination and whether or not you believe in that. I uh, real quick, I believe there's a calling for people. I don't think yeah. that no matter what they do, they're going to end up doing what. Uh, you, I guess yeah, you, can, I you can always put it that in that form of like, oh, he was destined to uh, be a stay-at-home dad and not work. Like, do you two think you were destined to be a part of this app, or did you make that? Not this app specifically. I like. I I feel like, you know, I'm destined to make some type of impact in the world, and right now we're doing that with changed. Right, but like. They they said uh, is it the book I'm reading <laughs> that every every fi- every like entrepreneur has a a bigger idea or bigger picture than what they're actually building. Like they want to do something. They're already looking at the impact yes. that the next thing is going to make. But like, for instance, Dan was selling cars, making great money, and then made this wild decision to give all that up to take a chance and risk. And start this app. Was that predetermination, or was that Dan then making a, a huge like, let's say it's a fork in the road? He had to go well, left or let, right. Let's think about it. You know, so like the story that of changed is Dan was making good money. He wanted to buy his first home, and then he he was put in a situation where he couldn't see his life in the current way it was and be a homeowner and do all these other, these other things. And he may had was forced to make a decision to take the sleep. He could have not, but you know, he was kind of put in this situation and he took that. So, I mean, I'm not saying like someone's pushing Dan and like Dan hasn't, doesn't have any decision-making skills, but there's something that's creating all this opportunity in front of you. Do you want to comment on your life? I think humans (laughs) with uh, just a little bit of ambition, I feel like they have a destiny. My question is, destiny, is this a, in the view that you're taking it in, is it given to you by God or is it a unwritten law of nature? Or Because to me, if you're going to tell me that this was bestowed upon you by a superior being, then, I mean, if you're predetermined to become a murderer, then that fucking being is a, giant cock uh no i'm just saying that you know when it comes to the saying of you know things happening for a reason there's there's there are things in your life that happen for a reason and they're put there i think by the decisions you've made and by the people that are helping those things happen you know i believe in luck I really hope there was no reason that you convinced me to get on the back of a speeding fucking car. I mean, maybe we got, we got closer. We're now living together. I mean, things happen for a reason, bud. <laughs> I mean, you, you saved my life. You you moved on into a career of saving other people's life. Look at what, what happened. That might have not happened if we didn't follow. It's up not okay. over yet. You won't know until you're dead. Yeah, this yeah. is true. Um, and right right up until you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! I shouldn't have <laughs> said fucking next life. <laughs> 
I think I think you're destined to do something by making several small decisions to the path you want to take, and you're destined to get there because of your decisions. I mean, those are contradictory thoughts, but I understand what you're saying. Like, you're not just – it's not like, hey, um, you know, God or whatever says I'm going to be a millionaire. I'm going to sit here and wait till that happens. A lot of people look at religion in that way and say, like, Jesus, take the wheel and stuff like that. That's not how uh, I'm viewing this. The way I'm viewing this is, you know – you have this path in front of you that has been established. You're now making decisions to get there. There's several ways to get there. Or someone trips over, I don't know, something and creates the pencil and becomes the next billionaire because they created a pencil. <laughs> I wonder if that. Like, oh, my God. Wow. So for me, so you said it was contradictory with Daniel saying, and I'm taking your image and putting a little. So we're at point A. This is your starting point right now. And your destiny is all the way over here. Right. Um, that your destiny, that endpoint is, is, is based on what Daniel's saying. I, I agree with what you said. Is that no matter so life events that happen. So you know, ten years old, you get hit by a car, break your leg, whatever. You're you, you're. Scott's using a visual with a point A and point B, and then taking yeah. different routes. So, so so for me, so your idea of destiny is that you are this is a, this this point b again is like an unwritten or it's, it's predetermined so right. no matter what you're doing no matter what path you take you're going to get there i don't know what the fuck I'm <laughs> it's see it's it's a it's a complex thought that's ve- very argued about and i wanted to like have our own separate so, so, little okay okay so, i think so, it's so, human mumbo so jumbo. so no so what daniel, I mean, so not, what daniel saying human. is so what daniel's saying is that this destiny is not something that's necessary or this predetermination um is not something that's that is predetermined for you that no matter where you end up in life it's because of the paths you chose as opposed to you got there because of the paths you chose if that makes any sense yeah yeah so like that that's the kind of whole like hardcore predetermination people say it doesn't matter what i do the path is there i'm gonna make it there no matter what Mm -hmm. people that believe in you know things happening for a reason and there's like barriers they have to overcome and things happen in life that Force you to take different direction. Know that that's the goal, the the north star, and you're working toward that. Okay, yeah. My idea is that you are taking paths, forks in the road, and no matter where you ever you end up is. Yeah, like exactly. So like we see this as a north star, but like really maybe this is where our life is gonna be. So like we're fighting for this, and we might end up here. Mm-hmm. You know. So like the question is, pre- predetermination is you know, is this path what was pre- predetermined or was this path that was predetermined or what we think is the right path or the ending point the one the piece that was predetermined so okay uh, I'm, i appreciate I'm on, that a little more i'm on yeah that. i'm on either i'm like i'm not like gung-ho on either opinion i just feel you know that's something that a lot of people claim to believe in and a lot of people live their lives by um and you know i'm like blending there's, to there's it, no right or wrong answer well, of course not. That Why was not? A, I mean, if there was, it'd, it'd, be, it'd be science, right? It wouldn't be like a, a religious theory. We, we can make a show out of this called The Circle. We can. Well, Ian, did you apply to The Circle? I think you'd do pretty good. No, I would do awful because it's all about, like, DMing people and messaging people. And you, I'd be off that. You, you've had you plenty of people, fucking practice. No, no. People would be messaging me like, hey, what's going on? I'm like, nothing much. What's up with you? Cool. <laughs> all right. Good talk. So wait, these people never then meet face to face. No, not not until uh, they get eliminated then or they, you make it to the end of the show. Then, they, oh, then they'll say, think you're not face? a threat and you'll make it to the end. Eh. Whatever, eh. it's a circle. 
It's not a line. Predetermination. Life is a flat circle. Yeah. <laughs> Life is a flat circle. Conversations with me would be so boring over message. I'm I'm very like all meat, no fat. Just yeah. Considering you didn't participate in this fucking thought experiment. What do you mean I did? did you, you did a little bit. He did some uh, hosting. You said f- you said some <laughs> words. Okay. You said some yeah. words. Words were uh, input. All right, guys. Um, that's all I had to talk about. Uh, I appreciate you crows. I appreciate all, all the things you guys do. <laughs> you guys are a bunch of smart crows with long sticks. Um, but <laughs> anything else, Waleed? Are we good? Should Rest we? in peace to everyone involved in that. Excellent thoughts and prayers to the families and victims involved in that. Yeah, Kobe, you were an inspiration to us all. Um, Legend for a reason, man. For life. For life. Hey, guys. Stay for words. I mean, he's amazing. Pass me the damn ball. I don't need a pick at all. And don't worry about my shot cause I'm gonna get that all. Yeah, I dropped 40 on your double team. Then I dropped 81 on another team. Yeah, you better guard me with caution. And watch I work them like an auction. <laughs> no such thing as exhaustion. No time for resting cause I don't take breaks. I just break records. <laughs> and I prefer the ball with three seconds. And I bet we go saying that he's definitely the best player in our league um to me in my eyes the best scorer in our in our in our league and it's i mean i don't know if it's not it's not another guy in his league that can accomplish some of the things that he's doing right now let me take a day off Catch you at the top Put the key and get a J off Baseline FaceTime Tongue out like 2-3 Even 2-3 Gotta love how I do me Practice while you sleep Practice in my sleep Straight out of high school The brackets ain't for me I will be jumping over you Like I got a mattress at my feet And all field jackson things You better be passing it to me I put the master in the piece Attacking like a beast And I am starving for victory And that means I'ma eat And when they ask you who's the best Then Who's the best player in the NBA? Oh, you say Kobe Bryant. Really? Why? Because you never know what you're going to get. Kobe was the clutch of Mr. Automatic. I can post them up, or them all go get the alley. I'm going for the ring, I'm going for the ring. I went to Beijing and came back with the bling. Who they want? They want Kobe. And what he want? He want the trophy.
overwhelming answer was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant.